Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. 22 after 6 in Costa Rica, the President Rodrigo Chavez has now formally declared a state of emergency because of the large number of people coming into his country trying to get into the United States. He says people come, are coming from around the world, including from countries like Ecuador, Venezuela and Bangladesh. The International Organization for Migration says around 85,000 people moved into Costa Rica in the month of August. Costa Rica, I should remind you, is a relatively small country. Professor Loren Landau is a research professor at Wits University and a professor of migration and development at Oxford University in the UK. Professor Landau, good morning and thanks for your time. It's a pleasure. Why is there suddenly such a big movement of people into Costa Rica and onto the U.S. border at this time? I understand they want to get into the U.S. Why is this happening now? Well, I think there's a, there's a few things that are happening. One is there's a, a sense that Joe Biden is, um, is open to migration, certainly compared to the previous president, but that that opportunity and that openness might close with the forthcoming U.S. election and the need to look tough on, on immigration. And then there's also just a seasonal thing. This is it's a warmer time uh, of the year in in the northern hemisphere. It's summer. We're looking at winter coming, and uh, conditions will get more treacherous. Whether you're crossing uh, the mountains or whether you're crossing the seas, so people are trying to get this in uh, before before winter descends. Are people actually able to get into the U.S.? I mean, are they able to get there and stay there? Well, there are, of course, um, tens, hundreds of thousands of people who are coming to the U.S. every year. Um, and But what we've seen is that Biden and the Biden administration is in a bind. They have to look humanitarian, accept people when they come, but doing so opens them up to political attack from people on the right, from the Republican Party. So what's happening now is there are there's tightening of those borders and there's an effort to try to move the processing of refugees and asylum seekers from the U.S. border or U.S. territory further, first into Mexico and now down into Central America. It would seem to be an almost unstoppable movement of people. I mean, you can have whatever wall you like. You're not going to stop it. Are there ways for countries like the U.S., and maybe I should change that phrase, are there ways for uh, the rich world to deal with this? Because it's not just the United States, it's Europe as well as other places. Yeah, I mean, U.S. and Europe are doing very similar uh, uh, sort of things, as is Australia, which is trying to move their border controls away from their borders into other countries so that they don't have to deal with the the ugliness of of controls, of prisons, of deportations in their own territory. This, of course, is an expensive effort. It has, uh, as we're seeing from, from this story, humanitarian consequences for people. And it's, it's not really a long-term thing. The inequalities that are driving people between rich and poor countries will continue to drive those people. So what we need is more pragmatic approaches that make it safe for people to move and recognize that many of these wealthy countries actually need the labor that's coming their way. Um, there are other issues as well, which is that with climate change, are we likely to see more people moving around sort of more often. I mean, could we actually have more migration over the next decade or the next 20 years than what we've had in the past? And we have quite a high level of it now, it seems, although I realize migration is a human constant. Right. I mean, as you say, migration is something people have done as long as there's been people. I think what we are seeing is is an acceleration of movements. The vast majority of those movements will be within countries or to neighboring countries. The number of people going to uh, the wealthy West, as it were, 
will continue to rise as the number of people continues to rise. But really, this is this is a crisis that people in the global south, in Africa, in Latin America, and parts of Asia, it's those poor countries actually that will need to deal with this. Um, it would seem in the end that all of this is just likely to get worse. And yet there's some countries that really need migrants. Japan, perhaps China in the next 30 years. Are those countries going to be open to that? Are they going to be facing exactly the same kind of situation the United States is facing now? Well, I think a country like Japan, even countries across Europe that need migrants because their populations are aging, have to confront what it means for them culturally, what it means for them politically. Japan has gone with an effort to try to, for example, uh, use robots to take care of older people rather than bring in uh, migrants from the region. I don't know that that's a sustainable solution, um, but I think we are going to see these tensions being at the center of politics in the years ahead. Professor, thank you so much. Professor Lorraine Landau is a research professor at Wits University and a professor of migration and development at Oxford University. 27 minutes after six.